You stick right there, punk. Good girl. Look at you. Bam. That's right. You tell him, sister. Hey, man. <laughs> How you doing, Rafa? Good to see you, brother. Oh, they did? Probably the women folk. You know how they are. <laughs> hey, don't defend them. Come on, brother. Okay, anyways. Um, today, I was supposed to be in Philippians, but um, and we can go there if you really want, but all week long, God kept putting me in one place. And um, so I want to share that with you today. And we're going to be in John 13, but um, all, all week, it's like, I don't know what it is like, but uh, he kept showing me over and over and over again something that uh, that we need to see. How many times do we get caught up in things and um, and we can't see God in it? You know what I mean? Um, you know, Jesus never had a moment like that. Everything he did, he did uh, to please his his father. Every word he spoke, he heard from his father. You know, so I'm going to show you the character we're supposed to have because of the the one we say we love and serve. Amen. Amen. I'm going to show you his character today. And um, I don't know. I, I hope that. Uh, let me just put it to you this way. If I was going to title the message today, because I usually don't title my messages, is that there's a little Judas in all of us. Okay. And I'm hoping to bring something out today that causes us to desire to seek Him more in everything. In everything we do, think, say, doesn't matter, okay? Amen. The same way He was with His Father. He was flawless. You know that song we just sang, Sister? Uh, he won't. He won't ever fail you. You know? In the first part of that song, it talks about that he, we're, even though there's chaos, you know, because He won't fail us, it's not there. Because it's not our chaos anymore. When we're in Christ, we don't create it. When we're in Christ, we don't we don't uh, let what somebody else is doing bother us like it used to, or any of that stuff. Because we have a we have a focus. And I'm going to show you Jesus's focus today upon the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. I'm going to show you his focus today on his Father. Amen? Amen. And how he was able to accomplish all the things that he set out to accomplish in his Father because of his obedience to him. Amen. And the outcome is wonderful. The Bible calls it glorious. Glorious. Amen. And I always thought, years ago, Memo, I don't know if you remember, but years ago I, I gave a message on God's greatest glory was Christ on the cross. And that's what, that, that's what this scripture reminds me of today. So let's open in prayer and we'll get started. Did you catch where I'm going to be at? Is the sound thing working? Mm, fix it, punk. You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> uh, for those of you online, I'm just messing with uh, Jacob in the sound booth. Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, just thanking you, thanking you, thanking you, Father, for who you are in our life. You know, when you sent Christ, Lord, to literally die for our sins, there's nothing greater that we could ever offer. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we could say. There's, there's, there's nothing, you know. Um, the only thing I think, Lord, that um, that could honor you in any way is us sharing the love that you shared with us with others. That's the only thing I could think of. 
and all of us are so hard in so many ways we don't understand what that means to lay down anything for somebody else but Lord the closer we get to you the, re- the more we realize that the very thing we're hanging on to is nothing and the very thing you're calling us to do is everything and I just want to thank you for that today in the scripture because um, you're amazing and you do amazing things and and yet you're still the, the greatest king that ever was or ever will be and uh, I don't know Lord I asked Father that Francis said it this morning uh, in closing her, her time of worship Lord that um, that your presence is here your spirit is felt Lord I was praying for that while we were singing that your spirit would be felt and, and, and every heart would be open and every life would be touched. And so, Father, as we read your word, Lord, don't let it be anything that, that I might say, Father, but allow it to be your spirit that touches every heart, Father. Um, take man out of the equation and make your word alive in us. And uh, just allow this place to be a place, Father, that's quiet quiet father just like a quiet time when we want to be by ourselves with you and we want to hear from you and we're waiting upon every word that you speak lord make that a day like that today in this place bring us all into your presence lord bring us all before your throne thank you for that lord in jesus name amen amen we're going to be in john i said right 13 I'm sorry about this little side thing, but you know when 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 God won't leave you alone, you know, you kind of have to go with what He's. I think I took myself out. Somewhere. Can you hear me still? Um, when God won't leave you alone, sometimes you just have to go with what He's given you. You know, it's well not sometimes, right? No, every time, but. Um, Even yesterday during the men's the men's uh, breakfast, the Bible study, he's been giving me something like over and over and over again just for like that occasion, you know, when somebody doesn't isn't able to make it or, or isn't ready or something, you know. And I'm dying to share that too, but this is one of those things I want to share with you guys. When we, we have this, this, this uh, relationship with God, and from time to time we feel his presence so strong, and when we feel his presence we always do the right thing. Even when it hurts, we do the right thing, you know? We're like in tune with Him, right? And um, and Jesus is the shining example of this in every single scripture that He's involved in, you know? He's right there. And every person who's in the scripture who's doing the right thing is right there with Him. And uh, He wants our lives to be right there with Him. He wants us to be with Him in every way. And um, He not only shows it today, but He shows that He expects it from us. It's pretty amazing, the scripture. You can't hold on to something when you hear something like this. You have to let it go. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. You have to let it go. You know, if you don't let it go, there's a little Judas in all of us. If you don't let it go, it's because the devil has prompted you. Right? What does the Bible say? That that sin comes through a thought? Right? You get it? When you're in tune with the Lord, those thoughts come, but you give it to the Lord and those thoughts leave you. 
And you can let go of things you didn't think you could let go of. The chaos isn't ours anymore. There was a saying that came out in the, I think, late 90s. It says, not my circus, not my clowns or something like that. Is that how it goes? Oh, there you go. Amen. Anyways. Because it doesn't belong to us anymore if it's worldly, right? If it's in the world and it's chaos in the world, right? God doesn't want us to be part of that chaos. Get it? Think about all the chaos that's coming on Jesus' shoulders in this scripture in this moment. Think about all the chaos. Nobody even knows it's coming yet, but he knows. Right? And how does he prepare himself? It isn't for himself. He prepares himself for others. He wants you to be okay. He wants you to know who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. Amen? So think about your chaos in your life today and when that's hitting you. Right? You know what will calm you down. You know what, that'll sep what will separate you from it. Right? Don't, don't allow the enemy to prompt you to think something different. <laughs> See, because he'll never let you down. He won't. I love the song. It was like totally in my head because of this message. Anyways, I'm not reading nothing. I need to read to you guys. We prayed and everything. We're ready to go, right? All right. It was just before the Passover. Remember the Passover, you guys? I wanted to take you to Exodus and get into all that. But you guys will remember when I tell you the story for just a minute, okay? The Passover was the time in Egypt when God sent a plagues, the plagues, you know? And the last one he sent was that the death angel was going to come and, and wipe out the firstborn of everyone in Egypt, man and animal. And there wasn't a house except for in the Hebrews' houses. There was not a house where there wasn't a death. Can you imagine? Just swarmed through the whole country like that. It was crazy, right? But he told them to take the Passover. They told them to take a lamb into their home. I love this part, too, because he's talking about your whole family. You get it? And your closest neighbor. Maybe you don't have enough uh, people in your house to eat a whole lamb because want he wants you to eat the whole lamb. He doesn't want nothing left over. Now think about it spiritually, what I'm telling you, okay? The whole lamb. And if there's a neighbor, because you don't have enough people in your house, you're supposed to go to your immediate neighbor and, and eat with them. To eat all of it, amen? To leave nothing left over. They took some hapis, how do you say it, Memo? Hypus leaves? They did hopsups? Hipsups? And they dipped it in the blood and they, they put the blood over the doorpost. Amen? And when the death angel came, it passed over the, their houses. Isn't that beautiful? What Christ does in this scripture, what he's going to share with us that he has to do in this scripture, and when we receive him as our Lord and Savior, he puts the, his blood, amen, over our, our doorposts, over our, he anoints us. And when and when the when the when the father looks at us, he sees his son. So the death angel passes over us. We'll never die again. Amen. Amen. You see the beauty of it. <clears throat> but what does he have to do to accomplish that? He has to give himself up. One of the things I forgot to tell you. You're listening. The little lamb they were supposed to get was supposed to be spotless, without blemish. Amen. Our Savior was spotless without blemish, without sin, amen, to give his life for us. Can you imagine? And in the midst of what he knows he's going through, that's why they mention this scripture. <clears throat> in the midst of what he knows coming, just like he's telling us today, 
our concern doesn't need to be about ourselves because we know who we serve. Amen. Our concern needs to be about others. Can you imagine what he was about ready to go through? Can you imagine, Paul? And yet his concern wasn't for himself, it was for you. He wanted you to be okay. He wanted you to be right. Water. Needs to be a lot less. I have water right here, actually. Thank you. Good mention. Probably. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten the scripture yet. We got to get going. I only want to do two chapters today, so we should be all right. You guys ready? It was just before Passover, the Passover feast, and Jesus knew, he knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. You know, when I was looking this up, I like to look things up sometimes because I want to see what's really being done or what's really being said or what's really, you know. When he says that um, having loved those in the world that were his own, do you know that he was the creator of everything? Nothing had been created that he hadn't created. This is an agape love for everyone. Everyone. Do you understand? Unconditional. He was going to give his life for everyone. Unconditionally. You get it? That's far out, huh? That's what I was trying to tell you guys. We need to be towards others. And he's going to share it with us right now. The reason I keep bringing these messages to you guys is because we're not doing it. I'm sorry, we're just not. Okay, somebody wrongs us, we feel wronged, and, and so we disassociate, or we wrong back. Okay, that's the world, that's not Christ. Christ was going to be wronged by the entire world, think about it. The entire world was wronging him, even his disciples, his apostles, all everyone. He died for everyone's sins, and he didn't turn his back on them, but he gave his life for them. Do you understand what he's calling us to? We have a small world around us, a little bubble, and we can't control our feelings because of what somebody said or did. You want to know what that, you know what that is, Emmy? That's the world, that person and others controlling us. Instead of Christ changing those things, we're being changed by those things. Okay, that's why I keep bringing these messages. Some people hate the way I share. You want to know why? Because they don't want to hear it. You want to know what? That's okay. To some, the word of God is the fragrance of death. To others, it's the fragrance of life. But we're going to do our best in this house, me and Memo and Paul and others, to share the truth. Amen? Okay, because the truth is always the truth. What you, what you determine by it is, 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 is you. But we're going to do our best to share the truth. Amen? Are you guys ready? Okay. So he was going to show the full extent of his love, right? Now understand the, the, the depth of what I'm trying to tell you guys. This is what I've been trying to tell you since I first got up here today, okay? You can turn that heater off if you want. Open some doors. It's hot in here. Huh? I, I think something. I was cold when I got here. 
Either that or you know the word is getting hot in here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the full extent of his love, you guys. So think about what I just shared with you he was going to be going through, right? Now watch this. You ready? The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Remember I told you guys that there's a little Judas in all of us, and the devil tries to prompt us? Think about every situation you're in and everything I just shared with you that we find ourselves in, right? Imagine you can make a choice to either be the person God's calling you to be or to be the person you used to be in the world. Do you understand? Same as Judas. I'm going to share something with you, too, that's so crazy today. God gave me. It's down a little ways, but remember I said that. It's about Judas, okay? Okay, it's so beautiful. But there's not one of us here that don't know the truth because the Word of God is planted in us. Right? Why? Because Jesus shared Himself with us. We know who He is. Right? And we make the choice. We make those choices. Think about it. I can't get anybody to listen, Memo. Here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Make the choice. Okay? Make the choice to listen. The evening meal was being served, and the devil was already prompting Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to portray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all authority under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the table. He got up from the meal. Amen. I want to stop right there for a minute, okay? This is beautiful, you guys. He had all power and authority. None of this could have taken place if he didn't choose to do it for you. None of it could have taken place. Amen? You get it, Paul? Right? Remember in the garden, it's one of my favorite verses I keep throwing at you over and over and over again, but he said, if this cup can't be drink or taken unless I drink it, he chose it for you. But he had the power and authority not to. He had the power. I believe he had the power and authority to, to, slew, to slay or whatever uh, Satan right then and there. Do you understand? But he knew that if he didn't shed his blood for you, that death angel was going to come. Do you understand? So he gave his life up for you. Okay, but there's something that's going to take place right here. There's a transition taking place because he knew, he just told us, he knew that he was going to be with the Father. Did you guys hear that part? He knew he was leaving. So who was going to take his place in the world? Man? Oh, yeah. He promises sending the Holy Spirit to counsel us and get us into you know, knowing all things and all that. But you and I were going to take his place. Doesn't that make you feel a certain way? How do you, how do you feel now if you're supposed to be taking the place? If you're supposed to be an ambassador? If you're supposed to be representing? Who is the greatest representer? was Christ for his father. He goes on in chapter 4 to say, Hey, you guys, if you know me, you know my father. For now on, you know him. Amen? Just show him to us. That's all we need. Are you kidding me? You get it? What's that mean? What's he trying to say to us? Show me Christ, Rafa. Show me Christ. 
show me Christ. Show me who my Savior is. Who's Jesus? Show me. How am I going to know if you don't show me? How am I going to know if you don't tell me? Amen? Better yet, how are we going to go if He doesn't send us? Who is it that we have to know? Amen? Far out, huh? All right, I'm going to go over here. These guys aren't listening. You guys ready? Yes, sir. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power and that He had come from God and was returning to God. Amen? So He got up from the meal, took off His outer clothes, and wrapped a towel around His waist. After that, He poured water into a basin. Can I share something with you before we go any further? You guys are probably way ahead of me already, but check this out. There's only one that speaks up. The rest of them are just like, yeah, man. That gets me. Are you kidding me? I would have been worse than Peter. Think about it. Jesus washing my feet? Do you know what it means for somebody to wash your feet, especially back in that day? You were, you were basically a servant, a slave to that household. And when you came home, when somebody came home, they washed your feet. When visitors came, they, it was the lowest position. The lowest position. And the only one that speaks up is, is stinking Peter. Crazy, right? Why is that? Who's the only one that's going to speak up here today? Who's the only one that's going to hear it? Amen? Who's the only one that's going to wake up to Christ today and know what He's done for you? Know what He expects of you? Know what He wants to do in you and through you? Who's going to wake up today to that? It blew my mind that He was the only one that said something. I don't know if that has meaning or not, but I believe it does. How many of us are saying something? How many of us are doing something? How many of us are acting upon the things of God? How many of us are sharing those things? Amen? Did you hear that song too? I think it was the same one. Maybe one of those right now. But it's our testimony. Right? It's because of our testimony. Brother, I get excited about the things God's done in my life. How He's changed me and who I am today compared to who I was. I have a great testimony. It's my gospel. It's who Christ is to me, what He's done in me and for me and through me. That's my testimony. Amen? Amen. I know who Christ is by those things. And praise God, Him only, Kathy, a lot of people know who He is because of those same things. Amen? Gosh, you guys are a rough cloud. Five. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, he just washed him watching all the other people's feet. Simon Peter was the one. You know what he said to himself? He thought to himself, there's no way, my Savior, my God. There's no way the one that, that I confess to being the son of the living God who called me Peter the Rock. There's no way he's washing my feet. There's no way he's doing that to me. Think about it. And then think about how we just trample over him all the time. 
the when you guys say and do things against somebody else and you struggle with those things in your heart you're trampling over him we're Christians amen without forgiveness we have no faith you get it without understanding what he's done for us and give exactly what he's done for us to others we have no faith we have no understanding Faith is an action word. Just like that agape love when he died on the cross for our sins. Amen? That's, a, that's like a, a, a noun verb, right? Amen? It's an action. <laughs> Kathy, I think you're the only one listening. I, I'm trying. I really am. I don't know what it is today. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? You're kidding me, right? And Jesus replied, You do not realize. You know, there's some people in the room today that maybe don't realize, and that's why we're having these messages. Amen? Maybe you don't realize. You know, you don't, you don't realize what I'm doing for you now. Amen? You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Amen? I prayed this morning that God gives us some real understanding about this. Listen, Jesus is not asking you to do anything that he didn't do for you. And we know what he did for us. How's he going to do it for anybody else if we don't comply to him? We're not even, look at what, he's, what he knows is going to happen. What he knows is coming. What he's already accepted. I know where I came from. I know what I'm doing here, and I know where I'm going. You know the part about the knowing where he's going, brother, is beautiful to me. You want to know why? Because he knows he's taking all of us with him. Who are you taking with you? Paul called people his crown and his glory. Remember the Bible says not to store up things on earth where moth and rust and that, 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 but up in heaven. Amen. You know what he's talking about? People. Let the things of the world go. Share Christ and have people with you. Paul says that he knows that you're going to be with him one day. Amen. All right. Eight. No, said Peter. How many times did I tell God no? No, said Peter. You shall never be my servant. You'll never stoop so low for me. You see the pride? That's what keeps us from loving people enough to do the same for them. You see it? How prideful are we? blows my mind because you know you guys I'm telling you guys these things these last three sermons have been crazy stupid to me okay but you want to know why they were that to me because God first dealt with my life has he dealt with my life a thousand times before yeah you know what I mean so don't think today you're going to make it all right 
Just make today a day when you start to get there. Amen? You get it? Don't let these sermons, I'm telling you guys, okay? When me and Memo prepare, right? Or these youngsters, or Paul even for Bible studies or anything, we don't, or Francis on, on the women's ministry the other day, or John who came to the men's breakfast, we don't prepare these things thinking of ourselves or thinking that we accomplished something or we know something. Okay, that's just not the truth. I don't know, there's probably people out there that do do that, I don't know. That's just not the truth in this place. Okay, these messages are, they're literally prepared by God and He convicts our hearts first. He shares with us first. He wakes us up first, amen? Right, and we, and I, I try to only bring the things He's affected my life with to you guys because I know they're real and they're true and I know where they came from. Amen? You get it? I had some struggles all week long for a couple of weeks now with different things. Many different things. Okay? But I entrusted them to God. I maybe even got angry or mad or, or maybe I got stupid or said something I shouldn't have or whatever, okay? But great conviction came from all of those things even if I just thought them. You get it? And when God brings you through those things... Right? He better prepares you for things that are coming. He better prepares you to share with others. But if we just keep living in the world saved, you know, then we're not accomplishing anything that He has set out to accomplish in us. The Bible says not to live your faith in vain. Amen? It's time to get up. Now, let me rephrase that right here. It's time to wake up. <laughs> this guy's been nodding off for half an hour now. Here we go. <laughs> Paul's like, hey, that's my role. <laughs> no, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. See that pride we started off with? And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Think about that. You know what he was telling him, you guys? And he hadn't even died on the cross yet, but here's what he's telling him, because he knows. You understand? They're already clean because they've accepted him as their Lord and Savior. Right? But what happens even though we're saved? We go out into the world. What happens in the world? We get dirt on our feet. I was so mad the other day. I went out to the car to get something, and I was coming back to the house, and my foot was slipping, and I went, what the heck is that? It was dog poop on my stinking sandal. <laughs> And you know what God told me? Right at that moment, I was so mad. I was like, oh, I'll kill that dog. You know, oh, you, huh? Yeah. So I'm going to kill that dog, right? You know what God told me? Hey, you're just walking in the world. I'll clean that off for you. Because I was studying the scripture. You get it? That's just a dung heap. That's just a bunch of crap out there. You understand? But I'm clean. So even though I make those mistakes, when I go to the Lord, what's He going to do? Amen. He's going to wash them off. He's going to wash my feet. And if I don't let Him do that, I can have no part with Him. Why? Because my pride's in the way. Amen. Because I'm struggling with things. Amen. You say amen. Now think about it, sister. Okay, no picking on you or nothing. No pun intended. It has to do with everybody else here. And me, right? Yeah, I know. That's why you love me. <laughs> Amen. Now you made me forget what I was even going to tell her. Oh, you said that, right? What'd you say? I said amen. To what? 
What you just said. What I just say. So when we walk out in the world, we're gonna get a little bit of the world on us, but we have Jesus to keep us. Amen, sister. Praise God. That's right. Now she said that with a little pride right there. I saw that little gangster come out. Okay. Next time we're in a position where somebody's hurting us or wronging us, we feel an injustice has happened. Next time we're in a position like that, remember what you just said. You get it? Rafa said, especially towards me. You should have seen the look he just gave you. Bam. Okay, but remember that. You know what I mean? Remember it. Okay, because it's so much easier to let those things go. Let that chaos stay in the world. Amen. And be separate from it. Okay, not only does it, does it fortify you in Christ, right? But the other person... You don't even know. You know how many times in my life, sister, that people have come to know Christ because I didn't give in? Purposely wronging me, purposely doing things to push my buttons, purposely, 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 purposely. And then after a while, they're like, there's something to this. That dude's got peace I don't have, and he's got peace I can't even take away. Amen? And they, and, and they have surrendered their lives to Christ. I'm mostly family members are close friends because other people you just meet, you know? But the family's hardest, isn't it? Close friends. Amen? But over time, God wears them down. And He uses your life to do it because He has the right to do that. Just like He had the right to tell Jesus, you're going to stay right there. You're going to go through what you have to go through. And this is why. And He showed Jesus our lives. He showed Him personal personally showed him our lives firsthand. He had a firsthand account. It's one thing to hear something, right? It's another thing to live it. He's God. He knew all things. He knew what he was doing when he came, but he still had to experience it now. The Bible said he, he, he became I'm thinking second chapter of what book was I supposed to be in today second chapter of Philippians right I'm going to read it real fast let's just read it real fast I know you guys don't care but I'm going to go there two three Philippians two three hands hey, how you doing sister Good. Good to see you. Yeah. Two, three. You guys ready? Everybody knows this scripture, but I just think and put it all into perspective of what we're talking about. You right, Em? You ready? Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Isn't that what we're talking about today? Or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you. Each of us, each of us, each of us, each of you should look not to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Listen to this. You ready? This is the part I really wanted to share with you guys. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Am I not showing you his attitude today? Look at the position he was put in and he thought of us first. We haven't even got there yet, but wait till you see how amazing it turns out. You ready? Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, 
did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Do you understand the story today, David? Your Savior took off his outer garments, wrapped a towel around his waist, and came to you and washed your feet. That's the position our God took. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but took on the very nature of a servant. Think about that. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but took, but made himself nothing. When he bowed down to wash their feet, he was making himself nothing. Those servants in the house that wash feet are nothing to the people in that house. Nothing. I have to share something with you, may I? I have a hard time even at restaurants when people come serve me. I don't want them serving me. I wish there wasn't jobs like that. Nobody should be on a lower position like that in my eyes. I struggle with that. One time I was in a restaurant and my kids started mouthing off to the waitress. Man, they got knocked up quick. What are you, crazy? My mom was a waitress trying to support four kids and go to school for years, and she struggled. You don't know what that woman's going through, what she, why she has to be here, why she's doing these things. And what, what? I don't understand. You're just a child. How could you treat somebody like that? I can't stand those things, amen? But your Savior, who loves you so much, amen? This is just a small example of the cross right here, you guys. It's a small example of what he did. It's what he's asking us to do. A small example of what he did. That's it. But made himself nothing. To my, to my kids, the reason I brought that story was that waitress was nothing because they didn't know. Maybe this morning we don't know. Okay? But if we don't know, let God touch your heart. Let's find out. Let's find out how important the person you can't stand is. Let's find out how important that person is at work that just never lets up, that just keeps messing with you. Amen? You know what hit me, Em, years ago? I don't even know why I'm looking at you, Em. But you know what hit me years ago? Years ago now. What caused them to be that way? Who did those things to them? Why are they struggling? Why do they feel they have to act that way? We don't even know, right? Our concern is it's happening to us. Our, you know, and the dumb thing is, you want me to tell you the truth, Rafa? Whenever I pray about things like that and I really get into it with God, like, you know, he shows me doing it to somebody else. The same thing I'm mad somebody did to me. Makes me want to kick Memo. <laughs> right? Made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man. He wasn't, but he was found as an appearance. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know what that means, you guys? I've been saying it for years, but you know what it means, Ange? It means he put himself beneath his own creation to reach his creation. He created each and every one of us. 
Wait a minute, bam. You get it? Far out, huh? So let's go back to where he was at. M's out of here. She's like, I ain't listening to this no more. Yeah, I don't know where I am though. Am I in nine? Simon Peter, Lord. Then, then Lord, Simon Peter replied, "Did I get? Do you guys got the understanding? Unless you, unless I wash you, you have no part with me." That's what all that thing was about. Okay, here we go. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, "Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Some some of the gospels say my whole body." Right? He started missing the point because he's already been showered. Remember we talked about stepping in the poop. Amen. You get it? But you know what, you guys? A lot of people think he was wrong in the, in that right there. I think he's right. We need to be like that with God. I want more of you, Lord. Don't just wash my feet. Give me more. Amen. You get it? Amen. That's right. Like Isaiah. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I come from people with unclean lips. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, the, then Lord Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. I just need to get the hose and wash that stuff off my sandal. Uh, <clears throat> water? What? <clears throat> Light? What? <clears throat> just need to do what? Oh. All right, no one's listening. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Though not every one of you. Listen, that's the point I wanted to make today about there being a little Judas in all of us. Amen? Okay, and I already made the point, and I already made the point, and I already made the point. You understand? You hear what he's saying right there? He's saying, even though you're with me, even though you come to church, even though you hear my word. See? Actually, I shouldn't have said the first one. Even though you do all those things, you're not with me. Judas's heart and mind was somewhere else, even though he was with them the whole time. How many of us here today, our heart and mind are somewhere else? Even though we're here all the time. You get it? You guys, it's not about being here. You don't know the excitement I see every time I see you guys. When I seen your car pull up right now, it's like, yeah, because I was praying for you guys. I was wondering where you were and I was praying about it. And bam, your car drove by and I go, thank you, Lord. Because it means something to me to see you guys. You know what I mean? To all of you guys. I saw Angie walking up out there, you know? It meant something to me. Angie's here. I almost wanted to stop and start the sermon over. You get it? Because church starts at 10. I mean, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so messed up now. Where was I? All right, here we go. I forgot where I was. Woo! Oh, yeah, right? You get it, you guys? Right? And there, there's a reason we gather, and that's beautiful. I'm not trying to take away from that, okay? But it's meaningless. Literally meaningless if Christ isn't in it. Every relationship we have with each other is meaningless 
even marital relationships are meaningless if Christ isn't in them. Amen. Do you understand? Meaningless. Okay, we can we can fellowship in all kinds of things, huh? Most of those most of those things would take us away from the Lord. But we could fellowship in them. How many people come into the church? I was talking to, to Jacob this week. We've been talking for a while. I predicted something that it's just my own prediction, like I'm totally wrong and I know it. Do you understand? It's like I'm just spewing words. It doesn't mean anything. So I want you guys to know that when I say it, okay? But I was telling Jacob, probably only about 20% of the churches today have Christians in them. And I really thought that was a high number. I was being like, you know? But my statement to him was, I don't want our church to be one of those churches. I don't want our church to be one of those churches. I want you guys to know the Lord. Amen? I want you to love the Lord. And the Bible tells us that they'll know who He is by how we love each other. Far out, right, Em? Dikiem. Auntie, I remember them. Okay, forget it. He answered a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, although not every one of you. You get it? That's what that whole spill was just about right there. How many of us are just playing church? How many of us really want to know Christ? Amen? If you're playing church today, just stop. Just stop. Either go back into the world, God forbid, but go do it. That's what you're going to do. Right? Or surrender your life to Christ. Let Him make a real difference. Let Him show you who He really is. Amen? Let Him truly deliver you. Let Him get you to a point where every once in a while you just need to get your feet washed. Amen? I love that about the Lord. You know what's sad? I'm like, Peter, I run to get my feet washed. Come on, buddy. Hurry up, Memo. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Memo was going to do it, too. Like, there's some water. I got you, brother. Amen? And that's the next part of the message. So here we go. I almost brought some soap up here to wash Memo's, but I seen his feet before, and I was kind of scared. <laughs> For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said, not to everyone is clean. There, you can't hide yourself from God. He knows every bit of you. He knows you inside. He knew you before you were ever woven into your mother's womb. You don't think he knows now? You know when people come forward and they give their life to Christ now, you know what I tell them? I always take them to their knees. Do you know what I tell them, sister? You can't hide anything from God. You can't do it. He knows everything. Everything. If you hold back something, right, and you don't have an open path, He's not going to come in. This is just a ritual that's not going to work. You have to open yourself up to Him. He knows already you can't hide it. Right? He can't forgive you for partial things. If you're holding back, He can't enter. It has to be a clean house. Give yourself fully to Him. He already knows. 
Amen? And then let him work those things out. You get it? Get it? I've seen it too many times as a youth pastor. At church, people are giving their lives to Christ, the kids and stuff, you know, and then you take them to harvest and they go down to the field again. Next year, they go down to the field again. They go somewhere else, they go down. Over and over and over again. Why? Because they don't have the security that they have Christ. Why? Because so many of them hold back or to do, do it in vain. They do it out of pressure, peer pressure, whatever. You got to let all that go. Surrender your life to Christ. Amen? You get it? He's good. He's good all the time. When he had finished washing uh, their feet, he put... he Listen, oh my gosh, this is the best part right here. Are you ready? Watch this. You watch this. He took himself from a hierarchy power and he put himself as your servant. Right? But now he's going to put himself back where you know he belongs. Watch this. It's beautiful, you guys. Our God is beautiful the way he does things. Watch this. This is like a parable in itself, a story like, you know, here we go. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. Watch, he's going to explain it to him. Isn't Jesus beautiful? He tells you through a question what he's just done for you. I love that. You want to know why? Because you're so prideful you won't listen if it's not your idea. That's the way Jesus talks, and that's the way we need to learn to talk to the world. You tell a man to do something, he's going to tell you to kiss off. Right? You show a man how to do it, and you do it in love, he's going to accept it. He's going to do it the same way every time after that. I don't know how women feel. I just know about men. Here we go. I think they're a little worse, but we won't get into that today. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher. Listen to what he's telling them. You, you, you can't miss this, okay? I'm asking you to do the right thing for everyone around you. Now you know who I am, but look what I stooped to to show you who I really am. You ready? And they don't even know what he was really going to do for them yet. He knew and he was preparing them for it. Did you get it? He knew what was coming, Paul. He had to prepare them for it. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. I am your teacher and Lord. And rightly so. For that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. Is that crazy? Does that make the whole sermon come together? Who are we? Who do we think we are? All these churchy answers. You hear this stuff, Memo? Come on, be honest. You're a punk, little gangster, want to be this and that, all prideful, fighting with your wife all the time, thinking you're the master of the house, get my food on the table, lady. Oh, no, I'm just messing, but right? Look, she's going, dang, he's doing it to somebody else. There we go. They'll, they'll, they'll leave and come back some other time. There we go. <laughs> You call me teacher and Lord. <laughs> That's what, rightly so. For 
for I for that that is what I am. You ready? Your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You also should wash one another's feet. Amen. I could have had a basin up here and Memo would have washed my feet because he loves me. But you know what that really means? That really means to listen to each other. To love each other. No matter what. Help each other through it. I was sharing with Orlando this week. I wish people were just real with me. Just show me who you are. You're not going to surprise me. I've done it all. Okay, let's start there and work from there. Right? And you know why I said that, Ange? Because he was being a little too real. You know what I'm saying? Right? Right? Stop playing church. Don't come in here with the churchy words thinking you know what somebody wants to hear. Christianese. Somebody over there said that before I heard that. Speaking Starbucks. Right? Let's be real with each other and, and, and listen. You know what that means? When Jesus said, wash you, I told you about the dog poop and all that. Remember? <coughs> right? That means that maybe I'm in a position to help you through what you're struggling with because I've been through it. Yeah. You remember the scripture? It says to, to uh, remove the beam from your own eye. Everybody always throws that in your face. You need to remove the beam from your own eye, Pastor Matt. No, I've been there. I'm not going to judge you for what you've done. I'm going to help you get it out. I can see it because I've done it. Right? No, be, be, be who you are in Christ so that you can see careful enough to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Take that thing out of your head. You know why it's a beam in your eye and a speck in theirs and it's the same thing? You want to know why? Because Christ has already brought you through that. Why are you acting like you did it? Right? Remember who did it for you. Then you'll see through his eyes and you'll be careful with your brother and sister. That's washing each other's feet. Loving each other enough to listen and be there. You get it? How many of us are so stubborn? We just go, oh, I don't want to talk. Those people again. Oh, that person. Oh, this. Oh, that. We don't know what they're going through, why they're acting like that, what caused it. What if we just took the time like Jesus wants to take with each one of us? What if we just took the time he took with us? Hey, if you go back to um, Philippians 2 and you start at the beginning, I forget how it goes exactly, even though I'm the pastor and everything, because I'm not memo, okay? I can't memorize, I can't memorize things like memo does. But it says something like, you know, if you have any compassion by spending time with Jesus, you know, if you have any love... If you have any of this, any of that, you know, the things you get from him, he tells us to give that to others. That's washing each other's feet. You get it? You know what happens, brother? I'm going to do this as quick as I can. Oh, crud. Look it. I'm going to do this as quick. No, we're, we got plenty of time over there. He messed me up already. What was I telling you? Let's just read some more. We'll get it back. Hmm? What we're going to do is this. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. Read some more. All right. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You can. You call me teacher and Lord, rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that you're, Now that I, your Lord, he doesn't say teacher. I love that. Your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You should wash one another's feet. Amen. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Amen? So everything he does, Em, 
first thing we need to remember in all of this is we need to experience Him. If you don't experience Him, you don't have the right to share anything because you're going to share your humanness, you're going to share the world. Just a fact. I could have shared all this totally different for you right now, sister, and you probably would have been like, oh, wow. But it would have been the world. It would have been nonsense. It would have been what you could hear anywhere else. Okay. You call me Okay, here we go. 16, right? I tell you the truth. So you could hear it anywhere else, right? But no, God's word is the truth. Okay? I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master. Remember I told you Jesus was setting an example for us and he just said it right there? Right? He knew where he was going. Don't forget the first part of the message. When it says he knew where he was going, if you continue on in this after we leave today, he's telling them, you can't go where I'm going. He's not talking about going to heaven to be with the Father. He's talking about going to the cross. You understand? Just like he told those others, right? And, he, and it, well, you know how I know that? He tells Peter specifically. He tells Peter specifically, who's already been told the way he was going to die. You can't go with me now, but there'll be a day when you do follow me. So he knew he was going to die on the cross. Peter was. You get it? Okay, watch. Here we go. <clears throat> I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a master greater than the, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Isn't that beautiful? Look at, look at. Your master, your Lord and teacher, amen, just washed your feet today. Listen, I know it's written about something that happened over 2,000 years ago, okay? But he washed your feet today. There was something in your life today that you came in here with that the Holy Spirit revealed to you. And Jesus is washing your feet. You have to accept it or deny it. You understand? He's trying to make that right with you. He's trying to make you right. When you do the right thing, you're righteous, the Bible says. Amen? Watch what he says. And you're no greater. Think about how the beauty of what he's saying. Right? Your Lord and teacher has washed your feet. You get it? And, and, and here's what he's saying. Are you guys ready for this? Everything he's going to go through and everything he's just shared with them and everything... He's still no greater than, he's just a messenger too. He's no greater than the Father who sent him. So he's telling, he's telling us, I did only what my Father told me to do. I spoke only what my Father spoke or I seen him do. Amen? Right? I'm just the messenger. You get it? I'm no greater than the one who sent me. And he's telling us now, we're no greater than the one who washed their feet. See, because you act like you are when you don't accept the things of Him. That's whacked. You're going to wash my feet. Shoot. Listen, we're going to close with this even though I have way more to share with you guys because we're over time. Dang it. It would take me another hour or two to get through it, but... I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a master greater than the, the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Amen? 
Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Amen? Everything else is in vain, sister. You want to be blessed by God, then you need to be the person He's created you to be. Amen? Amen? You know how many people today who claim to be Christians will never, ever be the person God called them to be because they won't spend the time with Him? There's a purpose for each and every one of their lives, and how many people will never fulfill the purpose? And think about the wonderful things in that purpose. He said, we'll, 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 we'll do even greater things. Amen? How much are we missing out on? Hmm? Must have been pretty good. Kathy's smiling. How much are we missing out on? Amen? Anyways, I want to go on and on. I, I, I wanted to get through chapter 4. I know. I thought, you know, when I studied it this morning, it only took me an hour. I thought for sure I'd get through it all. All right. Maybe we'll pick up there. Maybe we'll be in uh, Philippians next time. But I think you guys got the gist of it. You know what? Just take the time to read the next couple chapters. Amen. Actually, this goes on all the way to chapter 17. So take the time to read it. Amen. And can I share one more thing with you before we close? Take the time to read it in the spirit that you felt here today. Amen. Just stay in prayer before you read until you feel His presence. And then dive in. You've got a meal waiting for you. Okay? Father, we just want to come to you, Lord, just thanking you for today, Father. Um, I thank you for your word, Lord. Every time I share, Father, I feel like I did an injustice because there's so much more. But I know, Father, that that doesn't even matter because it isn't about that. It's about your spirit touching each heart. There's things that weren't said today that your word revealed in every heart here, Lord. And I believe that, Lord. And I just ask, Father, that uh, I'm going to ask in prayer, Lord, but I'm going to ask your church not to give up on the things that were shared with them. Not by me, but by you, Lord, by your word and by your spirit, Father. If a life was touched, don't, don't, don't just forget that. Don't just let that go. Hold on to it and grow from it. Spend time with them to get more of it. Amen? Thank you, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.